0: What up everybody? Welcome into another episode of the College Chaos Podcast. I'm Garrett Ross. I'm my man Jack McKenzie. Emory Winter is in class over at Baylor getting his edumacation so he cannot hold it down from a producing standpoint. Yeah, I'll be over at the desk important.
1: in a second. I just need to put some tags in on the video.
0: Yes. So Jack will join us in a moment, and uh, Jack also forgot, over his, here. He also forgot his laptop over there. But yeah, because I'm a noob this week. He's, he's, he's on one this week, but man, it is, it is finally college football season. We have some games to actually get to. Uh, that's where we'll start today. Uh, not the most ideal slate of games, which is kind of usually the case when it comes to week zero, but nonetheless, we do have college football. We'll also get into our playoff picks. I think... Um, I think we'll probably be on the same page when it comes to at least Georgia. I'm pretty sure everybody out there has Georgia getting it in. Their schedule is absolutely stupid how soft it is. Um, They are literally the month stars when it comes to college football. Uh, They just reload. Kirby Smart has a special thing going there in Athens. And then our final segment today, we're going to get into a topic where – uh Friday when this comment was made on 365 Sports, I knew somebody was going to run with it. Um and the people over at Heartland College Sports definitely ran with it, but Taylor McCarg joined our show on 365 on Friday. Oh, this way. We love Heartland. Yeah, we love Heartland. And uh Taylor made the comment uh that besides Texas, the Big 12 is weak this season. And I um I knew once he said that, I kind of made that bitter beer face, like, oh, shit, somebody's going to run with this. It definitely happened. Um, I'm not surprised the comment was made, but it's just one of those things where year in and year out, it's somebody's going to say something, right?
1: Yeah, someone's always going to say something. It just, I don't know. I, I do feel like the Big 12 kind of more than maybe any other conference has a penchant to taking things like that a bit too personally.
0: Well, I mean, I, I guess it's and, rightfully so.
1: And it's, it, I, I feel like... I'm feeling nice today for some reason, because usually I'd be like, oh, come on! But, like, it just... I'm trying to think, like, re- you got to remember where some people are coming from. Right. And some people, like, guy who who started off in this room, I love him like a brother, J.D. Piquel. Some guys are just a little elitist when it comes to college football. <laughs> and so, sometimes it's... People call conference week when they don't see many playoff contenders from it. Right. Like, that is their bar is... True playoff contenders. And if you're looking at the Big Twelve right now, like every year it feels like they've got one that pops up It's like a fringe Maybe, playoff yeah. contender. Like, okay, it's that it's it's either the team one of the teams in Arlington or both the teams in Arlington. But when a team like Texas is supposed to make it there, yeah, you're probably looking like so there really isn't anyone else who's gonna make the who who has like a legit shot of making the playoff. Right. Which if that's his bar, then yeah, I can see why he's saying the Big Twelve looks weak. Because I mean, you look at a Utah program that's been churning out Pac-12 titles, a USC program uh, that, frankly, I think the playoff is is the goal for them this year. Making the playoff, right. I know you can't just jump past the winning the Pac-12 for the first time in a while, but or, or look at the ACC where Clemson's won national titles, Florida State is used to as a program yeah. competing for national titles, like. We know the Big Ten and the SEC are going to have their playoff contenders. So my point is, like, yeah, compared to the other conferences, the Big Twelve might actually be a little thin. And we'll save that. Sorry, yeah, we'll, I got I got right into that. No,
0: I know you definitely did. But no, it's so it's it's an intriguing topic. I'm looking forward to jumping on that. But we have football, Jack, and yeah. so this slate of games, like I said, it's it's not necessarily uh, the best, but it does get us something to work with. So college football season will officially get underway. Overseas in Ireland, Dublin, Ireland. A Stadium. Aviva Stadium as Notre Dame and Navy head over there. It's a two thirty PM Eastern kickoff time. Uh this was intriguing. So I I knew Notre Dame and Navy like played frequently, right? Like I think when you look at the history of college football and how those those academy schools used to be such a big deal back in the day. You knew that the tradition was there. Uh, but when you look at this, this was a rivalry that was played 93 consecutive times, uh, which was the longest inters- intersectional rivalry of college football until yeah. COVID. That's pretty amazing. I mean, like, you you know why they've got the same colors, right? I don't, honestly. I'm assuming it has something to do with, no, like... I'm scared I'm going to get
1: the who gave who, Somebody the gave somebody's colors, yeah.
0: Yeah, right?
1: I'm pretty sure... Notre Dame was in a hard place and Navy gave them. That makes sense. Jerseys could be completely wrong about that. It could be mixing up my college
0: football story. Oh, we'll we'll like, hear that in the comments. Oh, <laughs> Somebody yeah, will I'm definitely sure. let us know about that I'm one. Sure. No, but I mean, uh, so you have that game, uh, one that I'm intrigued by UTEP and Jacksonville state. I think that's going to be low key. A lot of fun. Uh, that game will get underway at 5:30. You have UMass, New Mexico state, uh, you know, that does nothing for me. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. Ohio at San Diego State.
1: That, I'm sorry. Back to the UMass New Mexico yeah. State. That is like the truest of sickos matchup. Like you're only watching that if you either have to have multiple football games going at the same time because there's only two six o'clock kickoffs. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to wait to six thirty and seven. Like if you choose to watch UMass and New Mexico State. Bravo, we love you. You're our kind
0: of guy. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, like I might tune into it like a little bit, but i am probably more so gonna watch at that time. I'm gonna be buying my time for Vanderbilt in Hawaii, watching probably San Diego State in Ohio. Uh then you got yeah, Vanderbilt, Hawaii. Uh then at night, your nightcaps are gonna be San Jose, US, San Jose State and USC. Uh, and then FIU and La Tech. That one's like I would probably be more in tune to that game if Squirrel Williams was still at La Tech. Yeah. Like, but that I mean I, I get it. It just—I know FIU supposed to be pretty good, but that's kind of another one of those sickos ones as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, at that point, that's the nightcap. Hopefully, hopefully you've seen a good amount of San Jose State USC, and hopefully that game hasn't been like a total blowout since yeah. the first quarter. And uh, and then you can just kind of coast off into your into your bliss of football seasons here. So, do you afterwards. still have Fubo?
0: Do you still have your little Fubo subscription? No.
1: That That's one of those free trials where when you when you say, I'm not renewing this shit, they're yeah. like, okay, you don't get any more service.
0: I had to do that with the NFL thing over the weekend. Yeah. I, I got it for like a week on my app, and I was like, nah, I'm done with this. I yeah. get my money like oh, that.
1: I didn't want to pay $100 when what I was trying to watch was a single women's college soccer game on the Pac-12 network.
0: Well, I mean, that's fair. And the reason I'm bringing that up, is because if you don't have the Pac-12 network, FUBO, or whatever, you will not be able to see USC and San San Jose State yeah. because... That's where it's going to be that night, which really sucks.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, you could go full, you know, Mike Leach and be a pirate. Oh, uh, oh, I'm not advocating for any illegal activity. Let me make that clear. I'm just stating it's a possibility. Interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm definitely look, man. Hey, you figure it out. You know, it's shoot your boy a text. We'll work we'll <laughs> from there. Uh, but no, so when I first come across this and I saw the Notre Dame in overseas game, like, what are your thoughts? Like, I think it's cool to do overseas games. Um to an extent, like like how like at what po- like this makes total sense, right? Like Ireland, Notre Dame, take the yeah, Navy the over there, Irish. like that totally makes sense. But some of these, I feel like, just don't. And it's we're doing it for just to do it. Like overall, do you like, enjoy Nebraska the game? Northwestern, yeah, northwestern
1: like, didn't make a lot of sense to me down?
0: for Dublin.
1: Like I kind of get that they're, and this might only be from the American side, but it feels like. Ireland is some kind of extension of Big 12 Big 10 country. I don't know why. Do
0: you think no, There's the, a weird feeling is there. Is it like the Catholic? Like I feel like there's a lot of probably Catholic in the Midwest and up north like I is that I don't it? Think maybe? It's religious. I I think I
1: think it's somewhat climate ruggedness farmers and it kind of matches drinkers. like the the rugby
0: style like we're just yeah. going to beat
1: each other up honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like that's what it is. It, it It's also like not that Dublin isn't a very developed city, a great right. city from what I've heard, but there, there just does seem to be some kind of like rural just we're going to enjoy a good time watching these two, right. two teams just
0: beat the crap out of each other. So as far as like I know you're a big soccer guy. You're a big yeah. in, in European soccer and everything. Aviva Stadium, I'm not too familiar with it. I saw some of the renderings and some of the pictures. It looks pretty dope.
1: It's a nice looking like stadium.
0: Like where do you like if you were going overseas, where would that stadium fall and like your oh, I need to hit it? I'm sorry, it's so far down the so list. So far there, down dude, the list. I don't think you understand it. I don't. Cool That's why I'm asking. Like I have no there. idea.
1: Like, oh my God. I mean, number one is probably and some people might might flame me for this it's uh it's a west Borussia stadion Bruce dortmund i'm gonna try and go there actually this spring but like you hit the list of like spain you got the the bernabeu the real madrid uh, camp Nou. uh for barcelona england you've got wembley which is like the home of english soccer yeah. it's new wembley now but um, that's where they play like all their big matches and then Tottenham's new stadium, which is where the NFL is playing a lot of their games or like all of their games mm-hmm. I think in London. Like that's one of the new ones. Then you then you get like Stamford Bridge um and I'm trying to think of what the actual name of the Liverpool arena is. right? But you you get what anyway, I'm saying. You there's get a, there's a, a lot there's yeah. a lot of very cool stadiums. Uh Aviva's a nice looking stadium. It's great for Irish soccer, great for Irish rugby. Um I bet it's a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. They do. I, I, I know in England, they've got this issue. I, this is getting a bit in the weed. Hey, go for it. But um, at soccer matches in England, I don't know if it's the same in Ireland. You cannot bring your drink to your seat. You what? have to drink it on the concourse.
0: That makes no damn
1: sense. It's to try and like, basically you can't, everyone drinks at halftime and before the game, you, you're not drinking during the game. Interesting. It's like
0: to keep things less rowdy. That that makes a. I'm actually for that personally. I am not. I like I.
1: Hey, I mean, I know we saw like NFL fans fighting in the stands. Like that's a given, dude. Like literally every NFL game. And it might help dissuade that. But getting back to it, I I do think that Notre Dame going to Ireland makes sense. Absolutely, completely makes sense. North Northwestern Nebraska didn't really make sense, but it seemed like that went well. Right. Despite their concession stand issues if you remember yeah. those. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting idea. And looking at international games at large, like we know the Big 12 is going to Mexico. Right. Uh, I would not be surprised if the Big 10 pushes itself into like Toronto. That would honestly make a lot of sense. Yeah. Start, Even, yeah. start going for that big metropolitan audience. Um, beyond that, getting to actually London, maybe Germany. You know, yeah, it, it'll be something to keep track of because I do think that as everything pushes more towards looking like the league, looking mm. like the NFL, looking professional, right. that is a that, step exactly. they will take. And they will take it quicker than the NFL has because the NFL is the precursor. The NFL is doing right. it before then. The NFL is setting up the, the whole infrastructure and, and, and the ways to go about it. Um, I wonder where the SEC is going to go. Because, like the they're, they're largely considered the best conference with the best teams. What? But the Big Ten looks like it's making more headway there. The Big Twelve is attacking south and getting Mexico. I like. I wonder what what's the smart place for them to go? Do they take Mexico from the Big Twelve?
0: I I don't know if they would do, necessarily do they go. Even
1: go. I that's the thing
0: because it, when you were saying the that culture. That well,
1: the home games it, it, it might be too much for SEC schools to to
0: well, go Well, not just that, but I think you go back to the comments Sankey made Greg Sankey made the SEC commissioner a couple of weeks ago, right It was like and you brought it up because it was the we don't need to go coast to coast. I think the SEC feels like they have literally their their main core group on lock. And they don't necessarily need the outside eyeballs. I'm not saying they would never do it. I just don't see them necessarily saying, oh, well, the Big Ten's doing this on a regular basis. Here goes the Big 12 to Mexico. I don't think that's necessarily in their will. I wouldn't put it past them. But I think they're in a position right now, and their fan base is such a regional fan base, per per se, compared to these other ones. Um, I think it makes more sense that we don't see the SEC do that necessarily anytime soon. Do you think we would see the SEC push
1: teams to schedule their their prime non conference games
0: internationally? No, no. No. You don't.
1: You don't think you'd want to see Georgia, Oregon in
0: Mexico? I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily know the benefit of it. Like, I I mean, I because I feel like I just I think it goes back to their fan and how it's just different over there. Like, it's I I can't explain it. It's almost how um, is it.
1: How is there benefit there for the big twelve to get new fans from a different country that's not part of their because there I feel like there's not for the SEC. How are those still those same fans not up for grabs? by the sec as well
0: i feel like they are but i feel like the sec probably looks at itself as being in a more stable position that they don't need that whereas the big 12 knows its position and is trying to grab and ride the basketball way i think i, I feel like if it's it was a just, bigger if thing it was just the big 12 i'd
1: be like yeah okay the big tall is far behind they don't have to worry about
0: it. no i'm not but saying they're far behind because they're doing it.
1: no I, I know you're not but like i i am right i am okay and my thing is but now i look at I, and the big 10's been doing this right Different territory, different fans are going after, but still the Big Ten's trying to grow, the Big 12s trying to grow. The SEC better not just get complacent here.
0: Yeah, I that's a good point. I just I I don't necessarily think there's a um I don't think there's the pressure at this point. Now, in a couple of years, if we start seeing more eyeballs and more success and the Big 12 goes down to Mexico and we start seeing it's we start seeing the the fruits of that labor, then the SEC might be like, you know, wait, hold on. Brett, Brett Jornmark has already proven to be kind of tr- understanding the new dynamics and the landscape of how things are changing. Maybe they look at it from that vantage point, but I don't see their, their hand getting forced anytime soon to necessarily have to do that. And, and I could be totally wrong on that.
1: Yeah, I like I can see that. Just because if you're on the field, product stays superior, right? Like. What's everyone else gonna do? And I I don't necessarily think that the Big Ten, and the SEC remain independent of each other long enough for the Big Ten to surpass them, right? Uh, not on the field, but just like monetarily, like truly, truly surpass them, put right. them put them at a clear disadvantage because I'm I believe the Big Ten is getting a little more money per year right now, um, but nothing that. Would scare anyone in the SEC. No, I don't think so. But that, so that's why I'm getting that. Yeah, the way my brain is working on this is like they get in these new markets, they bring in enough revenue to create a, and when I say significant, I just mean like in that it creates issues, not like a, crazy like closing number. the gap essentially yeah, essentially, creating a gap. Right. They create a gap with these new ventures that the SEC is like, no, we know who we are, we don't need to do that. But there's, I don't think there's enough time for that to stack year on year until that gap is sizable enough. So I I think you would also need to see before they like
0: come. Yeah, and I think you would also need to see teams from other conferences start winning some national championships consistently before that's even a thought. Yeah, because they do that. That's the advantage. Like, why do I need to go to another country or whatever if I can just sit here, hang out in the south and win natties all day? Like, who Win
1: world championships,
0: Garrett? World. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to come to that. I'm sure it's going to come to that. I've gotten a little distracted from week
1: zero. No. Because um, you are a big fan of this UTEP-Jacksonville State game. You've been I, looking into this.
0: Well, I haven't really been looking into it. I just know that UTEP has a lot of high expectations this year. I know they have a lot of talent returning. Jacksonville State with Rich Rod has proven that they can go like, – I know Paul is still pissed off from like a couple of years ago <laughs> when they know. went and upset Florida State. <laughs> oh, so man. I just feel like they're one of those teams that – they're they're kind of like um, Jacksonville State's in a position where they can – the players who – disgruntled players maybe from the Florida area or something. You know, I feel like they're one of those schools, kind of like a blend junior college of Texas, where you could pull all these people in and you can win at your level pretty consistently. Uh, so I think UTEP has a lot of long ways to go, but I, I feel like this could be a game that it's going to fly under the radar. It's not going to get a lot of attention, but it might honestly end up being the best pound-for-pound pound game of the day. Don't underrate
1: its potential. I know it's on CBS Sports Network. It's not like a network I – honestly think of very often when I'm like, yeah, I'm going to turn on some college football and see what's on. Yeah. But it's the only game in that window kicks off at four 30. I, no, I don't see any other game kicking off at 4:30. You want to ride that wave out of Notre Dame Navy and you want to just be watching college football all day. You're going to tune in. I think people are going to be given a treat. Honestly,
0: I do too. The the thing is, can you find it? Like I I know, like with it being on CBS Sports Network, which I feel like I've ran into this before. Like I have the CBS app, but I don't think I can swing that sword. Yeah, I don't think I can (laughs) access that. But I'm gonna have to figure that out somehow. But looking at Notre Dame, um, what are your thoughts on the Irish? I know Marcus Freeman has come in. He's he's he had. um, There's
1: part of me that wants to say they're a dark horse for the playoff. They very well could be. And then there's the smart part of me that says they're not gonna be that good. Yeah. Like they'll be good. They're Notre Dame. They've got talent. They've got a schedule that doesn't kill them. Right. Like they, they always have at least seven, eight wins. At least. Like when they're worse than <laughs> when they're worse than eight and four, you're like, yeah. holy. Because, you know, they're an independent with so many established rivalries that it's like. You know where they're going to be at mm. pretty much every year in, in terms of their competition right. level. Um, Ohio State is not like what, while they're not looking as amazing as they have in years past, at least in my mind, I just think that's a rough matchup for, for Notre Dame. Mm. You're working in a new quarterback. Um, what are your thoughts on Hartman? Do you like Hartman? Do
0: you think, I mean, I feel like it's
1: significantly like an him. upgrade. I like him. I just have so many questions because I'm in love with Wake Forest's offensive scheme. I have so many questions about how he's going to flourish or not in a different scheme. That long mesh at Wake Forest is so intriguing to me. I wish, like, if Baylor ever needs a new offense, I'm like, not get that one. one. I want that one. (laughs) I love the wide zone. Jeff Grimes is an awesome dude here. I'm sorry to make this a little about Baylor, but, like, they're my team. Um. And that's how much I like this long right, match right, offense. Right, like, yeah. It's cool. It's fun. It's exciting. It's weird. Like, it is... I don't know how it hasn't taken off. I don't know how it's not, like, the next Bryles offense. Interesting. I'm dangerous to say that now. That is a little- But, like... <laughs> you, you, you no, know I get what, what you're saying. Like, like, the new wave. The new thing. It, it's, it's a, it feels like it's a new wave. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just that weird thing no one else really wants to commit to. Yeah, but that, that could be so it. much. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. Sam Hartman, Notre Dame. I think he's going to succeed. I don't think he's going to succeed week one. That's fair. I I don't like. I mean, sorry. Yeah, week one, but they've got a week zero game. You know what I'm saying? They play Ohio State early. Yeah. I don't think that's going to go well for Notre Dame. I think it'll be an intriguing matchup. I think Ohio State's going to be more polished. I think they know who they are more. I I think that's a loss and I think that Notre Dame will trip up at least one more time and that second loss will see them out of the last 14 playoff two losses is incredibly tough to make the playoff in. like things have to break right you're an independent things have to break really right for you and I I just don't see it all stacking up.
0: I'm a little concerned with like – because if you go and look at the reports coming out of camp, there, there's a lot of talk about the progression of the defense, how the defense has been dominating. And if if I'm reading into that, that makes me a little nervous. Like is this – I could either take that as, oh, damn, our defense is going to be really good or do we have – because I know the offensive line's kind of suspect. So is it one of those situations where it's just the Sam Hartman show and it makes you a little nervous because, look – their receiving core, uh, wide receivers are super young. You have two freshmen that are probably going to start, including Jaden Greathouse, who is a freaking baller from Austin Westlake. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so I'm a little nervous about that. The run, I just I don't necessarily know what to expect with Notre Dame. I feel like they're going to be better than next year, but that schedule. I mean, you got Clemson, you got Ohio State. You have plenty of opportunities on there. I just feel like this is one where I, I want to see them be better. I want to see them take a step forward because I really like Marcus Freeman as a coach. Uh, but I think they handle Navy, and then we'll just see yeah. how it progresses from there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I do – we cannot get out of this segment without noting, Hawaii's playing at Vanderbilt. Yes. What the hell is Vanderbilt Stadium looking like right now? Um, it is. like they had half the field torn up Yeah, that's not one, that long ago. That,
0: well, I think they – I saw – and I, I feel like I saw a report last week where they were going to play at a high school stadium. Now, I don't know if that was a joke or not. Like, that could very well have been a Are joke. Are they not
1: in the same city as an NFL team?
0: Yeah, but you never know like we'll play it with pre-see. I don't know what the Titans yeah, schedule fair. is, you know. I, so I mean, that's one of those weird things there. Uh yeah, dude, I mean, in Hawaii, I mean, you really It's not like the high school won't have enough stands. Yeah, it'll <laughs> have plenty for this matchup. And <laughs> hey, Hawaii, traveling I mean, that, from that's Hawaii
1: meets team with some of the worst attendance
0: in 5 yeah. football. Yeah, I think it'll be all right. You know, in Hawaii we You know, I don't know with everything going on out there how that's some heavy heart stuff they'll be dealing with, but that's one of those games where, like, neither one of those teams, you're in and you're out, do much for me. Like, I'm probably not even going to flip over there. They They should. They left the floor with them last year. They did last year. year. They beat the hell
1: out of them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's take one quick look at San Jose State and USC before we we wrap up the segment.
0: So, this one I think will be a blowout. Um, It should be. It should be. I, like, I have a couple – I have some questions when it comes to USC, and it's, it's mainly I think you got to start with the defense, right? Like Alex Grinch has a track record of just not living up to expectations. you go ask any Oklahoma fan over the years. It hasn't gone well, uh, but they did attack the transfer portal heavily at USC, bringing in guys like Bear Alexander from Georgia. I love Bear. I love Bear Alexander. I think – but here's the thing, dude, right? Like he should go out there and dominate, um, and if he doesn't – then I'm gonna have to start having some questions like, is this, are you a bus? Like I, I, I mean, legitimately, like he's he's the most freakishly raw, athletic dude I've ever seen. He's a monster, uh, but you just got to put it together. Sometimes it just doesn't work, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, Same goes for the entire defense. And absolutely. Like you got to put it together. You keep getting dragged around the country by by Lincoln Riley, and like you you guys are attached to the hip. It doesn't seem like it's an equal relationship because one is clearly one of the best quarterback developers, one of the best offensive minds in the game, right? And one seems to be the reason they never freaking win and win in the playoff.
0: Yeah, and that's that, that and that's another thing, dude. Like, I, at some because that's really what. If you go back and that's kind of how Les Miles ended up getting fired at LSU was he wouldn't he was too cool with offensive coordinator, didn't want to make that decision, and both kind of took the the exit out the door. And you kind of wonder if at some point if Lincoln Riley finds himself walking down that. Mason Cobb comes over at linebacker from Oklahoma State. Uh, What are your thoughts on him? Do you see him doing anything in this defense? In that
1: defense, like I I think he's a good pickup. I I think that you need to have – a lot of bodies, if I remember something about Alex Grinch, it's, it's you're trying to play with speed. You're trying to yeah. to run around, be athlete, be more athletic than the guys across from you. USC should not have a problem doing that. But staying, keeping guys fresh, having more bodies, having more athletes mm. who can out-athlete the other guy, I think that's, that's a big thing. Um, I do think being in a league that might be a little less physically demanding absolutely then the big 12 could help his scheme and could help cobb stand out more um i don't necessarily see it as like some massive difference maker right like put put all the transfers together together and i'm starting to see yeah maybe they won't drop that championship game to to a utah this time around uh in fact that's my pick is that they're not going to drop that championship but I think they might slip up here and there. I just I as much as I want to believe in USC, as much as I want to believe we'll get a new brand in the playoff, which we, we are going to get into this yeah. next segment. I just Lincoln Riley's teams, I their defenses need to show me before right. I will ever come close to believing. So
0: no, yeah, I mean, that's look, where I'm at with them. That's fair. I mean, you guys, it's going to be kind of like a makeshift offensive line that, in front of we're Caleb not Williams. Learn anything
1: about the defense
0: this week? No, we're not learning no.
1: anything about the defense until they play some some Power Five team. Yeah, team.
0: it'll be a few weeks before you know anything. But you got a makeshift offensive line. You brought in three transfers along there. You brought in Jarrett Kings, Kensington from Washington State, uh, Emmanuel Predingon from Wyoming, uh, and you brought in a kid from Florida as well. Uh, the running back room is a little young uh you lost travis out of the nfl but you have austin jones as well as south carolina transfer marshawn lloyd i i mean it's it's serviceable but i think when you have caleb williams you're looking at your running backs really aren't that big of a deal it's going to be spreading the ball down the field so i think it'll be fine
1: receivers as long as he's not like under siege right so that that's probably going to be the key and Caleb's gonna have to go win another Heisman for them to win a playoff game. He's not. I don't. I don't see
0: that happening. Yeah, but he I'm, with exactly. I'm with you exactly. But anyway, coming up to playoff picks, we're gonna get into that next here on the College yes. Chaos Podcast. Welcome back into the College Chaos Podcast. Garrett Ross, Jack McKenzie here with you and. We appreciate you tuning in, whether it's live, whether you go back to Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever, wherever you get it down. And make sure, Jack, we are what? A little over 140 subscribers away from 12,000? A little over
1: 150. 150. Yeah, it was like 155 last time I checked. So we make sure. We need 155 more of y'all to help us hit our goal of reaching 12,000 subs before week one of College Triple. And we can do it. We know we can do it. So. Or if, where are we going week zero on that? Hell, either it needs, way, either way, it needs to be week zero by Saturday. I think we can do that, y'all.
0: I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Like, subscribe, do your okay. damn thing. We appreciate you. Do your damn thing. College football playoff, Jack. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any doubt right now, and and I, it's kind of what says said starting. So Georgia's in, like, yeah. barring the world ending and. Some kind of catastrophe or something like... A major th- scandal. A major scandal? You know, maybe maybe that's... You, know, you got to watch that down there in Georgia. I do
1: kind of scandal it would be, but... But,
0: you know, a yeah. little, little thin ice down there at times. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, the, the dogs are getting in. Their schedule is stupidly... It, it's easy. Like, if they don't make it, it is just going to be one of the biggest disappointments ever in college football. So, the dogs are in. They're the number one seed, I feel like. Who do you like... To fill out the remainder of the thing, I I, do. Do you see another Uh, conference getting? Is there a conference that's going to get in more than one team?
1: (laughs) Wow, you just really wanted to get right to the heart of it. Like that—that's the toughest question. I think this year, and we're gonna. I I think it honestly comes down to I have no faith in USC, which opens the door in my mind. Um, so if you have faith in USC, the answer is no, I th- I think unequivocally, if you think USC will make the playoff this year, there is not a single conference that gets two teams in because the ACC's champion is going to get in this. Correct. year. I feel very good about that. Big 10 SEC champs. Absolutely. So if you think USC is going into going to get into the playoff, I think that's the answer to your question right then and there.
0: I don't, I honestly, I, I feel like the, the, It sucks. You know, the the last year, the Pac-12 as we know it, um, and they have so many – that's the thing, dude. Like, they have so many teams who legitimately could actually do it, but I feel like they're going to cannibalize each other. I think we're going to see the most badass week-in and week-out games coming from the West Coast this year. We've we've gone over the quarterback play. It's elite, hands down, the best, top to bottom. There's just so much drama. I I feel like they – it's going to be elite electric football on the West Coast all year long, but at the end of the day, when the dust settles, they just beat the hell out of each other, and they find themselves looking on the outside looking in one more time.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Which means we have to actually answer this question because it's it basically after that is is the Big 12 champ good enough? Because I do do you agree with me that the the ACC champ is. I do like like
0: this I, year. I I do I mean cuz it's either going to be Clemson or Florida State and yeah. I, I look I think one of them's getting in. I'm thinking it's Clemson. Honestly, I think Clemson and I'm thinking it's Florida State. I think Clemson comes in as your third seed. Um that, I think that, that's literally where I have penciled in
1: FSU as number 3, Georgia number 1.
0: Okay, so so we're on we're, we're pretty we're, much on yeah. par here. I think look, Florida State is really good, like really freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they lose to LSU, obviously homer pick, whatever. Uh, I think they lose to LSU, and I think they get beat by Clemson in the the regular season. I just feel like there's so much outside pressure and not on the players' faults that they've put on themselves that they're going to go into these stadiums. I feel like there's just going to be a lot of noise all year long, uh, and I feel like they kind of get distracted by that. and at time Clemson is just really good. Yeah. Um, so I like them there. Number two, big 10 representation. I'm taking Michigan. Same here. We kind of, we kind
1: of had some giveaways for this. Last right. Week obviously when we picked yeah. our conference champions, but like Georgia, and Michigan, I don't know if there are two programs that are feeling they're more consistently rolling right now. Michigan has some serious monkey on their back problems when it comes to success in the playoffs. Right. Yes. It, Reminds me of Lincoln Riley's OU, honestly, except they're better. They're not constantly the <laughs> yeah, fourth seed. <laughs> like they're constantly the two seed. Right. Which makes it more shocking. <laughs> but I I'm waiting on Ryan Day to show me why I should believe in Ohio State over Michigan. I think Michigan gets the two seed, which does leave us in it just keeps making this question of who the fourth seed is that much more interesting because like we both agree, Georgia one, Michigan two, ACC champ three. Correct. Like we're this might sound super chalky, but like you want to tell me I should put my money on something else happening? Like no, I, I I feel I feel like I could safely put the mortgage on what I just said. Not necessarily FSU, but right. saying ACC champs three, Georgia, Hell yeah. Michigan, and uh, 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 one and two. So I'm looking through. I'm literally writing down a list of like. USC, no. Nah. Mm. Clemson, no. Nah. I cuz I don't think the ACC gets to. It.
0: Right. Okay. I I don't think I'm taking Texas at number 4. And I know I'm going to catch a lot Ooh. of hell on this and that is perfectly Ooh. fine. Come at your boy. I like that you picked him though. Because look, dude, it's like it is literally now or freaking never with this team because it's not getting any easier going forward. You have an established, what was arguably one of the most highly touted quarterbacks ever to come out of college at Quinn Ewers, who finally needs to step up. You have all the freaking playmakers in the world. I think it's similar when you look at Texas, going back to what we were talking about with USC, where your running backs are good. I think they're better, hands down, better than USC's yeah. running back room. But you, you're not you gonna, there. you're not gonna replace Bijan. You're not gonna replace Sean. But it's you're serviceable. Bijan and that's what I'm Ro-Jean. saying. It's it, it's like, serviceable as a package, dude. And the receivers are stupid. Like they have so much talent. The defense, like I just feel like this has got to be Texas this year. I think they win the Big Twelve. I think they lose the Big Twelve championship game, maybe, but See, still get in.
1: I have Texas on my list of like teams I'm thinking of here for number four. Below them, as kind of like I was kind of going conference by conference, so I really think USC is the only true right. contender out of the pack, and I also think they're going to win the conference. Which, like, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So, pack's done. Clemson, I might have to revisit Clemson as a se- as a second out of the ACC, but odds are no, the ACC doesn't look strong enough. Right? They they would have to. FSU and Clemson would have to do the one-and-one one trade where they both have one loss. Yeah. And it's just who won the conference championship is the 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 three-seed. Um, Notre Dame already kind of covered that. I just think they're going to slip up one too many times. They'll be in the conversation all they year, should I be. think. But, and so now I'm on the Big 12, and I'm thinking, there's going to be some motherfucking team... That just, like, maybe it's Kansas State. Maybe we finally have someone who really two years in a row is, is competing. But there's going to freaking be someone who has that yeah. jank-ass there's, there's outside somebody. shot yeah. where, like, it's Oklahoma State or Baylor, where, where that year Baylor robbed Oklahoma State and still had a decent yeah. shot themselves for, for a minute until I think, like, one game broke the wrong yeah. way. One game broke the wrong way. Um, and I'm still sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. TCU actually made it last year. Like, I have, I have a triple question mark there because there's going to be someone. I just don't know who, who the heck it's going to be. But that also means I can't pencil them in at four nope. if I'm trying to be serious about my predictions. So now I'm looking at the Big Ten. All right. Ohio State and Penn State. Ohio State, I have more faith in them. I've seen a lot of predict like, I feel like it double might be Big Penn 10. State's year. It It could be. But Penn State's resume at that point, imagine they ha- they have the loss to Michigan. The rest of their resume is going to be a win over Ohio State and jack shit. Yeah. Like does nothing for you. Jack shit otherwise. I'm putting my name next to shit. Yeah. yeah, Because that that's just it's what it is. Ohio State, they've got some other matchups. They've got that Notre Dame matchup. They win that, you know you're feeling decent. They've got Wisconsin on the schedule at Wisconsin. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a trap game. It's gonna be a trap game, but it's also like it's the one game that they have over Penn State. They'll give them the net. Yeah. It's that extra yeah. game that that would help push them in. So like I kind of feel like I can't put Penn State at four because they just won't have their resume to right. compete with whoever out of the SEC is in that conversation with them. Someone from the SEC is going to be in that conversation. So I got to put an X next to next to Penn State. I'm down to four teams here for the last spot. I've got Bama, LSU, Tennessee, and Ohio State.
0: Ooh. Is that is that kind of the same pool you're looking at? I I wouldn't put Tennessee. I don't think. I think Tennessee is going to take a step back this year. I, I think they're going to be really good, though. but I, I don't feel like
1: it would be remiss if I didn't have them. You need, No, it's fair. List. It's fair. I don't think they're as serious of a contender as Bama or LSU.
0: Uh, Bama, I just. I, You're welcome. Yeah, thank welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bama, no, I, I feel like I feel like Bama's going to get a couple of losses this year. And I think they might have a couple at home that make people go, damn. Damn, Damn, Uh, Sabin, LSU, I just – look, dude, in my heart of hearts, I would love to say yes. But at the same time, I feel like LSU is about a year or two away. They are building something special in Baton Rouge. Uh, It's definitely national championship or bust for Brian Kelly. But I don't think it happens this year. I think LSU finds themselves on the outside looking in. But they will get uh, a New Year's Six Bowl, and it will be fine. I just – I don't see – the Tigers making their way in. If I had to go off of what you have left as your four, I would figure. I think Ohio State would find a way to back their way into the college football playoff. If who, I'm going off of
1: yours, yeah. Who who's on your list and who 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 is your pick? Because I I am I'm about to make my. pick. I would take Ohio State off of your list. You're taking Ohio State. Yeah, that, that's what I, I would do. Yes. So I'm I'm definitely going with an SEC team.
0: It would make sense.
1: I just hate Ohio State. That's fair. <laughs> no, actually though I. <sighs> I hate it. I hate it every year. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But the SEC, it just means more. Ah, oh, uh, well uh, I. It just means more to the people who make these decisions. It really does. I, 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 <laughs> it, really it shouldn't. Does. They get they get bumps in the polls, and then the polls go, and they affect the way the the committee sees it. Yeah. The committee like. I don't necessarily blame the committee as being, like, SEC biased, but I feel like they're they're dealing with a lot of information and Boy. a lot of hoopla that just kind of puts them there.
0: And, and the, I think it also, like, when you hit – and I understand the point of preseason polls and everything, but when you start a preseason poll with 95% of representation from one or two conferences, it makes it difficult for anybody else to break that. So I definitely see yeah. where you're coming from with that. You know – if Tennessee,
1: what if Tennessee had won last year at Bama mm-hmm. instead of home against Bama, I'd actually be feeling pretty good about Tennessee right now. Right. As that like one loss didn't win their division. I think Bama, because that's the key here. Honestly, I think is you're that one loss yeah. didn't win your division team, which means I don't know who to pick. Because I don't think LSU is going to win the West. I think Bama I think is. they win the West.
0: I just don't think they get into the playoff.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Bama as my, my number four team. I don't I'm know offended, why. but I'm going, okay. I'm literally going against the thing I just said where it's that team that didn't win their division, right. but they only have one lot. Just I don't think LSU beats Bama, which means I That's think fair. Bama wins the West. I don't think Bama's undefeated though. Hell no. So, uh, I don't, I don't know, just when in doubt. Go. Went <laughs> in doubt. Right? Is, is there any like do you have any I'm so I'm so convincing on this our our, pre- our official playoff prediction <laughs> segment. <laughs> I I know we're going to run out of time but this this part of this segment that I really wanted to do. I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, there was
0: a dark horse today. That's what I wanted to get into. Is,
1: I like let, let's get into that. what what are our wacky last year? If you all remember, Desmond Howard went out and Bro, said he, Baylor, A and M, and Pitt were all going to make the playoff. I think he also had Clemson in there. Um, I loved that idea. Right. I I loved it. I thought that would have been incredible to watch. I am so sad it didn't pan out because the amount of chaos that that Dude, season would have <laughs> had. That would have been like the brand new <laughs> brand new two thousand seven. But. I want. I want us to go out on a limb. Yeah. I know. I know Desmond got so much, but that's because everyone was taking that segment right. so seriously, and he was just like, "Let's explore what's
0: possible." Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a, a dark horse team, all right, I put down three teams I would consider as dark horses. It was Penn State, Notre Dame, and Florida State. Well, and I know a lot of people would be like, "Dumbass, Florida State's not a dark horse." If I have Clemson win, I, I very much agree on Penn State, and Notre Dame. If I had to pick one, though, I'm taking Notre Dame. Uh, they get the benefit of the doubt every year because it's Notre Dame. Uh, you're the independent. Um, but at the same time, when you look at their schedule, you host Ohio State. If somehow you pull off that upset or even keep it close, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm-hmm. Then you you host USC. I think they can beat USC, um, but at the same time, that's going to be really difficult. And then you go to Clemson. So you have – Three opportunities against teams who are in the mix and in the conversation, even by us right here in the segment, talk about the college football playoff. If Notre Dame can have the chips fall their way, they can get into the college football playoff. That would be one dark horse I kept an eye on.
1: Yeah, um, number one, going back to a team I've already talked about a bit, the more I look at Tennessee's schedule, if they find some godforsaken miracle way to top Georgia – I don't care if they lose to Bama, they're in the playoffs. They would be, yeah. Like again, Godforsaken Miracle Way. Um, so Tennessee is in my in my dark horse playoff yeah. because fuck it, why not? Exactly. Kansas State as my representative for those three Big 12 question marks. That like they are in I would my love, dark horse playoff.
0: I would love to see Kansas State get there. Like I always feel like they've been so close. Like they've had so many really, really great teams. Like just Nasty blue collar, just but they've never been able to get there. I'm all for Kansas State getting involved and shaking some shit up. I yeah. I would be down for that. Which means, you know, we're, we're just going around. We're we're. I'm really
1: going full Desmond Howard, Washington.
0: <laughs> that no, I almost Washington. picked Washington and I almost picked Oregon State too. I would love to see Oregon that, State. That's a bit more of a cliff that I'm willing to walk out
1: on, but. Michael Penix Jr. legit Heisman candidate yes. right now. We'll see how the season plays out, but dark horse. I, I'm really picking the Pac-12 as a dark horse. No,
0: absolutely. And yeah.
1: I'm like, well, I already think USC is going to win. I feel like I got to go with someone else. I think Washington's my number two team out there. Like Cam Rising's injury is giving me so much pause about Utah, and I That's know fair. they've got the non-conference to get him right, but it is tough to three peep. It is. Same thing I'm saying about Georgia with the natty. It is tough to three-peat. Less tough to three-peat a conference, especially a conference that's like the Pac-12. But the Pac-12 is no slouch this year. The Pac-12 is looking insanely competitive (laughs) this year. Maybe not legit on a national stage, but in and amongst itself, it's looking like it should be a very competitive conference. So Washington has every right to start saying, like, look, we are a dark horse for the playoff. So... Tennessee, Kansas State, Washington, those are my three like real dark right. horses. I'm going to throw Penn State in there with them because like I can't let – Got to. I, I, I'm not just going to let you take Penn State from me. Notre Dame was on my list. I very much agree. So I need you to give me two more teams. I, I only have Notre Dame and Penn State down for you right now.
0: Uh, I, said, I had Notre Dame, Penn State. I had Florida State Florida as a dark State. horse. And are then you, give me – Because that's some bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Who's your fourth? Give me Oregon State. Why not? I, I would State. love to see it. I've, I've said I, – and I, you know, it's kind of literally just goes against everything I said with the, the Pac-12 cannibalizing themselves. But if they, if they find a way to make it work, their schedule is extremely favorable. They have the easiest schedule in the Pac-12. You have DJU. You have arguably one of the best coaches in the conference and one of the rising stars in general. Um, the running back room is solid. Like, I, they can – they can stir some shit up. That would be a dark horse. It would be, that would remind and me it would be of, beautiful. like,
1: Michigan State or Iowa making the playoff. And I know a lot
0: of people, I've seen where a lot like, of Iowa talk about it, but I'm just not sold on them You know, all. where
1: it's just like, look, they just ground their way there. Like, everyone hated watching it. Yeah. <laughs> everyone yeah. was like, how the hell? But, you know, like, they went out there and they earned it. Right. So, like, there, there's a world I can see that happening. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. <laughs> but it would be yeah. fun. And so, just to recap. Serious predictions. I had Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Bama in that order for my serious. You
0: had I had Georgia, Michigan, Clemson, Texas with Michigan beating Georgia to win the natty. Oh, I I gotta I gotta go saying full full natty.
1: Go for it. Okay. I think I think it's Michigan beating Georgia as well. Like it just I can't. I can't in good conscience go that Georgia three Pete. Yeah. I don't think FSU is going to be Michigan and I don't think Bam is going to be Georgia. So, um, but then let's go through the dark horse ones too. Cause I've got, I'm thinking my number one seed in this dark horse is, I think it's got to be Tennessee just by nature of sec. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my number two seed is Penn state Four is Washington Three is Kansas state. I think Kansas State upsets Penn State and Tennessee tops Washington. I think you've got a Tennessee national title.
0: Do you know how Rocky Top would explode, dude? They'd go from
1: lovable to I hate them to so obnoxious, much. Nationally. Like so like obnoxious. Like so freaking obnoxious.
0: Like that. That would be insane. Um, I think if you're looking at mine, Notre Dame would be my number one seed. Uh, Florida State would be two. Penn State. Notre Dame is the one. Yeah. Penn State. Penn State would be three. Oregon State, four. You got Notre Dame beating Oregon State. You have Florida State beating Penn State. And you have Florida State beating Notre Dame to win the natty. Man. That's what I would do if it was just, yeah. Yeah. I really want one of
1: our two dark horses. That would be down. badass. Just even just one of those teams, one of those teams, please. Like I don't, I wouldn't much rather see either either of those than a Georgia Michigan. Florida,
0: I think State that's Atlanta. the thing. Like that playoff would be a lot more fun than the chalk one. Like I think it's just gonna be fun to see the ACC back in it. I mean,
1: yeah, especially like,
0: like, with all the the turmoil out there.
1: But you you know what I'm saying? Like it felt weird not having the ACC
0: this past year to me.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say that Felt weird. Uh, I liked having the big 12. Do not get me wrong. I would not trade that even though it was TCU. Um, but, but like, I don't know. I'm yeah. going to be very excited for the 12 team playoff. Very
0: excited. Yeah. And we'll see how long that lasts, but um, the, the 12 team playoff, I think it's going to change. Anyway, that that could be a topic for next week. I uh, didn't need to hear more about yes. that. All right. So, to put a ball on this in our final episode, we, our final segment of the day we will get into is the Big 12 A Week Conference. Taylor McCarg of ESPN, believe so. Heartland Sports, not so much. That's coming up next here on the College Chaos Podcast. Welcome back into the College Chaos Podcast. Garrett Ross, Jack McKenzie here with you. And final segment of the day, we're going to talk a little Big 12. A little, little, yeah. are they... Are they overrated? What are your thoughts? Like- set the table for. Me, okay, so please. Friday we had Taylor McCargon Uh Three hundred and sixty-five Sports in the afternoon. Uh, he co- he is a he cover he was former Rice quarterback. Uh, he's an analyst for ESPN. And I think he's gonna be doing some work for CBS this season. And am um, a fan of his. I like Taylor. Taylor's a good dude. He's 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 smart. He's got a lot of great insight. He knows the game well. He's an up and coming guy in the industry. Um, but he made the comment, and when he did, I was just like, damn, I'm, I'm, this is going to be eaten up. I think the top of the Big 12, aside from Texas, I do think is weak this year. It might be a down year for the Big 12, but also, as we know, the measuring stick where Texas is and Tuscaloosa in week two. If they go in, and certainly if they win, even that, you know, if they win, they'll be Texas head and shoulders. If they lose, you know, it is what it is. I look, I, I think the Big 12. I don't necessarily think it's a it's weak, but I think it is what it is. It's it's not the SEC, it's not the Big Ten, and I think this year, pound for pound, it's not the Pac-12. And they, I, I mean, when you look at it, I think you got to draw straws other than Texas to say they have a legitimate chance to make the college football playoff. If you look at the ACC, we've talked about it. You have two teams who legitimately could. Mm-hmm. I totally understand where he's coming from. Um, but I feel like you can't say this is a weak conference. Just because like you literally had representation in the college football playoff last year. I know you're in the national championship for that matter, even though it's fugly. Um, but I, I don't think necessarily, and I know it's hard to say, well, that was last oh, year, dude. this is this year. But like, dude, I just I don't necessarily it's not the strongest. But it's competitive. Like I, I don't think it's weak necessarily.
1: Yeah. Um what make what makes all the difference to me in what he said, I'm glad you were able to the pull up like the, yeah. the full quote. Cause he, he definitely specified the top. Yes. Because I think everyone and their mother that knows the Big Twelve and loves the Big Twelve is is constantly. The number one selling point that should never go away and definitely hasn't gone away this year is top to bottom. Right, the depth. the league yeah. is is crazy. Like you look and you're like, well, these three three out of fourteen, you know, they're not making a bowl. Everyone else, you're just kind of like, I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like they they could pop off and win eight this year. Yeah, they could be struggling to win that sixth. I don't know, but they're all in that territory. Texas is clearly the favorite. They have the talent. the The only reason why I'm not like fully on board that bandwagon, aside from them being Texas, um, is I'm having a lot of fun just telling people who I hate, who I like, don't like rooting yeah. for today. Um, <laughs> but the only reason why I'm hesitant is because they went eight and five last year, and you lost. Bichon and Roshan, mm-hmm. like, they have every every possibility in the world to go out there and, and do what they need to do to make the playoff. Every possibility. I feel like it's going out on a limb to say that it's guaranteed certain, but like, talent-wise, they're head and shoulders above the rest. Right. Kansas State looks like the next team to me, I truly think they're going to be playing for the big 12 title at the end of the year against Texas. Uh, they're returning guys. Like it, it's the stuff Texas doesn't have where Kansas state doesn't have the talent, but they've got the returners. They've got the, the coaching grittiness, the coaching, all of that. But I literally, I wrote down six teams, Texas and KSU being the first two, the next four is my like next tier. Okay. I don't think either any of those four teams, I don't view as anywhere close to, to even Kansas state. Who is that? Who do you think?
0: Your middle tier,
1: uh, my, I wouldn't say middle tier, but like this is my last tier of like contending for Arlington,
0: Baylor, Oklahoma State, UCF.
1: You already said two that aren't on, on there. Damn, uh, Tech, TCU, OU, Baylor. Those are the four. I probably okay. should have should have had Oklahoma State on there as well. I don't think UCF is actually going to be contending for Arlington. They'll be an interesting team to watch, though. But just think, think of those teams. All six of those teams. Yeah. Add both UCF and Oklahoma State. Do you really want to tell me that you think those teams, even if they have as good of a year as possible, as possible, mm. that they're going to be playoff contenders? No. Hell no. Exactly.
0: I think so legitimately. Of the talent
1: at the top is weak. Like, yeah. someone's going to pop up. Someone's going to pop up. Like maybe one of those teams will actually look like a playoff contender. It'll be at the cost of Kansas State or Texas. Right. The Big Twelve will never have more than two playoff contenders in a four-team playoff format.
0: No, and I also think it helps too. Like, like we're going to see, like you're going to have uh, points that you can go points of reference, right? Like Tech is going to play Oregon. You're going to find out what they are. Texas is going to Bama. You know, so I mean, you have that there. Uh, So I think that being considered when you have those type of matchups and out of conference against other power five teams would help. Like if you, you have, but if you're the big 12, you have to win those games as well. Yeah. Or then the narrative comes back up. Well, you're good, but you're good. But
1: I think there's always going to be a, you're good, but it's always going to be there. If hell, I think there's always going to be a, you're good, but even for the big 10 until they start taking more titles in a decade than the SEC. Yeah. So like, there's always gonna be a year good, but, and, the Big Twelve they need to take the next step of we're consistently getting teams in, the, in into the playoff and like or, are we're consistently getting a team to the semifinals right. once it's the twelve team so that Final Four, you want to keep getting <sighs> Final Four teams,
0: I don't dude I, that is gonna be so damn hard for the Big Twelve I, I just I do not see that happening. So I'm kind of yeah. with Taylor on this. Yeah, no, like,
1: frankly, just if he had not, if he had not said the word, the words like at the top, yeah, then I think the reaction of like Heartland would be a bit more justified. Reactions of fans of Big Twelve of the Big Twelve anywhere, uh, if they were very taken aback by it, yeah, you'd be justified in being taken aback if he had not said at the top, right? Once he said at the top. It was just like, "Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because if Texas doesn't make it, you're not looking at a team right now before the season where you're just like, yeah. No, it's... it's I'm sure by the end of the season, there will be at least one team, probably Kansas State, that has put together a resume, has one loss, maybe, maybe a second, where you're just like, hey, stuff breaks right. Like, how can you deny them? But we also know, like... But that stuff's not going to break right. No. And there's only going
0: to be one of those teams in the Big 12 that builds that resume. It, yeah, but we also know that, like, anytime it gets close and if if freaking Texas or Oklahoma is in position to sniff it, they're going to find a way to get them into the thing. It's not going to be Oklahoma, I no, guarantee it, you that. It might not be, but they're, they're definitely going to go out of their way to find that. So,
1: I, I, I don't... I don't necessarily think we even like need to have that in this conversation yep. about the big 12. And like for the purpose of this conversation, Oklahoma and Texas are part of the big 12. This Absolutely. Year. Like none of this like, Oh, but they're about to be in the SEC. whatnot. not? No, this they're year, representing the 2023 big 12 is weak at the top. It is through the rest of the conference. I don't think there's another conference that compares to what the middle, to what the knife fight will be. Even the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 has a very clear top half, bottom half. Yeah, very clear yeah. top
0: half, bottom half. I'll give mind. you that. I'll give you that. But it's, it, it Which push. is
1: its own very exciting yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, do not get me wrong. I think these are the two, two most entertaining conferences to watch this year. They are. Because all the other conferences, it's just going to be, oh, what's the battle at the top? Yeah. But... Yeah. That's college Big, 12, football. Big 12 is looking weak at the top this year, and that's what it is.
0: That's what it is, and we will see how the season unfolds, but we do officially have some college football to get to, and we appreciate Woo! you tuning in whenever you do, whether it is live or you go back and watch. Uh, but make sure you go like and subscribe. We'll have more content coming up next week, and as well we'll have more content coming out the week with Josh Neighbors. But This has been the College Chaos Podcast.